Welcome to Talking Sports. My name is Roger, and I'm with my co-host Grant. And we had an action-packed Sunday full of football. So, what do you say, Grant? Should we should we head through these games? Yeah, I'm excited. All righty. All righty. Our early lineup. Which game you want to start with? Man, man. Let's start with that Steelers-Browns game. Yeah, so I actually sent you a text message beforehand, and I was half right, half wrong. But the text message, which I also posted on our Instagram story, on our Instagram um, page's story, said that all the money, 70% of the money, 70% of the bets were on the Steelers plus two and a half. I told you, let's go contrarian. Let's go against the public. Vegas doesn't build these big casinos. Losing to the public. Yeah, no. Yeah, you put that out there and you text that to me too. And I was like, dang, one of my picks from last night though was the under. I don't know if I can go with that over. And you ended up hitting your under, which was which was really good for your picks. Um, but the Browns were able to squeak it out. Man, the Steelers' offense looks pitiful. Kenny oh, Pickett yeah. could not get the ball rolling. And, yes, this is a very good Cleveland Browns defense. I, I want to give the Cleveland Browns defense a ton of credit. But this this game looked like we were watching a game from 1895. You know, just let's run the ball and punt. And mm-hmm. let it be a game of field position. Let's not make mistakes. I actually enjoyed watching this game. It was a really close game, really close divisional matchup. But – Browns take home the W to move to seven and three, and the Steelers are at six and four. And I like the Browns moving forward, man. They are a sneaky good defense that can beat anyone on any given Sunday. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, as much as like there's zero offense in this game, it was pretty fun to watch these defenses battle it out and go at each other. So DTR did pretty well. Thought he got the ball to the guys he needed to get the ball to, and uh, just stayed sound in his principles. So, yeah, this was a fun game, definitely with the under pick. But uh, yeah, yeah, you know, it's funny as we talked about how we thought there was going to be a lot of turnovers in this game because of the defense yesterday, mm-hmm. but there wasn't any. There was one interception for the Steelers defense, and um, I think that that was it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure but, that was true. There wasn't a ton. But it was a pretty clean football game. I think that there was 18 or 19 punts in this game, which was kind of wild. But like I yeah, said, just mitigate. Yeah. These two teams are just trying to mitigate mistakes and just play clean football. And the Browns ended up coming out with it. So yep. nailed nailed that pick. Cash some money there. Um, let's talk about Dallas Carolina really quick. Dallas Dallas obviously played really good today. This is kind of what we expected. They were playing a team that is a lot worse than them, and Carolina kind of hung in there for a little bit. But yeah, it's just Carolina is just Carolina so bad this year. They just got to figure a lot of things out, and Dallas kind of struggled a little bit that first part. But like we said in our last episode, this was a game to get a defensive touchdown in, and we got one from Dallas. So. Yeah, not much yeah, to, not talk much to talk about Dallas being playing volleyball, playing a lower team in the league. So, yeah, 
And Tony Pollard finally got a touchdown. I was excited to see that. Um, but other than that, C.D. Lamb played just as we expected. Dak Prescott went kind of crazy. So Dallas fans just ramping up to get their hopes up for the Super Bowl. They think that they broke the curse they because they're gonna because they're gonna put Jimmy Johnson in the Ring of Fame. Finally, I guess his feud with Jerry Jones ended, but I don't see that curse ending anytime soon and I don't think Dallas is going to make it very far but no. congrats on your week 11 blowout yeah good job Dallas alrighty Chicago Detroit this was a fun divisional matchup Detroit could not have played any worse what did you see in this game Man, man, yeah, Detroit, yeah, Detroit was struggling at the beginning of this game. Um, Chicago actually looked, looked pretty decent with Justin Fields coming back, being able to sling the ball around. Um, Deontay Foreman's getting there. DJ Moore just is the main target for Justin, being able to sling the ball down the field. So, yeah, yeah, great divisional matchup game. Good to see Detroit kind of pull it out in the end. But, yeah, the beginning of this game for Detroit-wise, and also for my pick of the over, I was kind of a little nervous. I was like, dang, we're definitely not going to get there. And then Detroit kind of heated up a little bit. So, yeah, yeah definitely good to watch. I was really impressed with the way that Justin feels through the ball and um, played today. And he tried to mitigate his mistakes as much as he could as well. And Jared Goff on the other side threw three interceptions. He looked completely brain dead. I don't know if he was looking forward to the Thanksgiving game on Thursday, but he was not playing very good football to start this game. I was excited as a Jameer Gibbs owner to see that they were spreading the ball to him in the pass game and really getting Montgomery work in the rushing game. And I think that this is going to be scary good offense moving forward, but they got to maintain focus down the stretch. They can't go into these games and just think that they have a win, you know? So any given Sunday, that's what the NFL is all about, right? Yeah, it's new territory for Detroit. I mean, past years, they've just been so awful. So them being eight and two now, like you guys are legit. Every defense is going to come at you and want to play hard because you guys have one of the best records in the league. So, yeah, it was great to see Jameer Gibbs getting in the mix finally. Um, Montgomery was back. He's back from his injury. So, yeah, yeah, great game, though. Yeah, good pick on the over. I mean, you hit, hit that pick, and it came down to um, a couple last-minute drives from Detroit, but they pulled it out, and then they even got a, a safety with uh, Aiden Hutchinson getting a strip sack. That was, that was a exciting play to watch. Yeah, that was pretty fun for Detroit fans at the end. That stadium was rocking after that so yeah great way to end that game for detroit so detroit has to turn around real quick they play green bay on thursday in a thanksgiving game so let's talk about green bay we saw we saw a lot of good things from them today yeah green bay actually looked great like great defense was able to get the ball down the field um dobbs looked amazing they were connecting with jordan love finally being able to move the ball down the field and the Chargers again are just doing Charger things. Like, I don't know what's up with them, but their offensive scheme, their defense is obviously nowhere where it needs to be. So, great win by Green Bay. Yeah. And this is just another instance of what I've been saying about the LA Chargers that they just don't have that dog in them to finish these games. And I'm sorry to my Charger fan friends out there, but man, this team just finds a way to lose. You know, they, do. down the stretch, Quentin Johnson 
just drops a ball that's right in his hands and he's on the way to the end zone. And, you know, they did you see the press conference with Brandon Staley after the game? Uh, I did a little bit. I saw it on Instagram, but I didn't pay attention to it a lot. I mean, they're asking him, when are you going to figure out how to play defense? You're giving up 23 points to terrible teams. You're giving up 30 points last week to Detroit at home. Yeah. When are you going to finish, figure this defense out? Who's going to be calling the plays on defense? And he, like, lost his mind. So that is an organization that's got a lot of turmoil. Those fans are not happy. They've got so many weapons. They put so much money on Eckler. Um, they're two wideouts, Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. And Justin Herbert, he's supposed to be – an MVP candidate. He's supposed to be a guy that's taking them to the promised land, and he's not doing that right now. So the Chargers no. have a lot to figure out. Yeah, they've yeah, got a lot to lot figure out. out. I was just I looking at that score. I forgot what the score was that game, 23 to 20. So, so yeah, you're yeah. picking this game. Green Bay covering the spread was a great one. Um, I was happy to see it too. The one that I found with Keenan Allen with over seven and a half receptions. Uh, Keenan Allen had a great fantasy day. He had receptions he had a drop touchdown but he got the touchdown back later in the game so but again this is just a chargers organization that can't pull it together in those big moments and beat teams that they should beat and then be able to compete against teams like the chiefs yeah it was really sad to see aaron jones go down that really puts a huge question mark on green bay in their offense i know that aj Dillon is a pretty good backup running back, but is he going to be able to carry the load for them going forward? And yeah. this team, I think that they're building for next year, but in terms of this year, it's hard, It's going to be really hard for them down the stretch with without Aaron Jones as one of their veteran leaders in that backfield. But Jordan Love played pretty good football today. He found, he found Jaden Reed on a few really good plays. Christian Watson made an appearance. He's been MIA. This entire mm-hmm. season, I know he started off with that injury, but he's left something to be desired out there, and he finally got a touchdown catch today. And Dobbs, Dobbs has proven to be the number one on this team, in yeah. my opinion. I think that he's played really well down the stretch, and moving forward, I think that he's going to be Jordan Love's favorite target. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right, I think that that covers that game. We can move on to Houston. They played Arizona today. That spread was five and a half. Game ended on five. Houston yep. won 21 to 16. And this was a heartbreaker. This was one of my picks. I was all excited for <laughs> CJ Stroud. And um, they looked really good. And I thought the defense was going to step up. But just a few mistakes in the red zone from Houston. Um cost me the spread, but they still came out with a win. This Houston team's playing really good football. They're six and four right now. They're gonna be challenging the Jaguars moving forward for this NFC or for this AFC um South division, you know? So yep. that's gonna be a fun game later in the year when Jacksonville goes into Houston. But Kyler Murray Kyler Murray was back today and mm-hmm. he didn't he didn't play as bad as I thought he would play, but he didn't play well. No. Yeah, yeah Murray was a little all over the place. I think he's just shaking off some rust or playing too much Call of Duty or whatever it is. But, yeah, CJ Shroud, dude, that dude is the man. He's able to sling the ball around. He did have three interceptions today. But I would say that two of those three were not, like, bad passes. 
Like he had a the first one was a legit pass to Nico Collins in the end zone, and unfortunately that defensive guy just made a great read and jumped it and was able to get that on a high pick. So and those are just rookie throws that you're gonna learn yeah. from and you're gonna say, you know what, that window was a little too close. I got away with that yeah. at Ohio State, but I don't get away with that in the NFL. And that's a learning moment. Yeah. And he's gonna need that going forward. People are throwing out his name in the MVP conversation right now, but. I think no. he's got all the talent, man, and he's going to be scary good moving forward. And that Texans yeah, team, yeah. I mean, good for those fans. They kind of deserve a quarterback that that can uh, yeah, show up I for them. Yeah, I mean, this Houston it's offense is great with Tank Dell, Nico Collins, Devin Singletary was all over the place today. It seemed every time he got the ball in the backfield, he just got five to ten yards. Uh, Dalton Schultz is a great tight end for him. That touchdown pass with Old Reliable. Yeah, yeah, like, like him just, just sliding into the end zone, get some a touchdown. So, yeah, I'm excited to watch this Texas team move forward. And like you said, that Texans-Jaguars um, matchup is going to be a fun game to watch in this AFC South division. And the Cardinals are just a team that obviously they are going to be rebuilding. But it's going to be really hard for them moving forward. As, yeah. as it's just been kind of wonky going down the stretch, they just lose these tight games and they, they seem to be in these one score games and they just like can't can't finish it. They can't figure out how to how to get it, get the job done per yeah, se. Exactly. So um but yeah that was a fun game to watch. Um a lot of points yeah, was, and very turnovers all over the place. Yeah, yeah there was there was quite a few turnovers. Down in Jacksonville, Will Levis made his third start of his career. And this was, I think that this was Jacksonville's coming out party if if they're going to be legit contenders the rest of the season. Last yeah. week, they got throttled. I think that that was a wake-up call for them as they've squeaked some wins out since they were in London. They've been kind of gaining momentum. And last week, I think that their offense was like, okay, we've got some stuff to figure out. And it looks like they did. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely looks like they figured out some things. I would say it was great to see Trevor Lawrence actually use his legs today. So that prop pick that we had in our last episode of over 14 and a half hit. And he got two rushing touchdowns out of it. So it's just proof. I see that when he can escape the pocket and run, it's just another threat that the defense has to think about, especially down by the red zone now. I mean, he can use his length. He can use his legs to be able to reach that ball, get to the end zone. So, yeah, it was great to see a Jacksonville win. And you know what they did today? They targeted the hell out of Calvin Ridley. They got Calvin yes. Ridley the ball. Calvin Ridley feasted, feasted for 103 yards on seven receptions, two touchdowns, 30 fantasy points. And yep. the Jaguars don't care about fantasy points. I do because <laughs> Calvin Ridley, I need him to have a big rest of the season to carry me into the playoffs. But this team, he's supposed to have been the number one. And – I think that he can be the number one, and with him carrying a load like this on offense, this is going to be a really good offense. It's going to open up the holes for Travis Etienne. It's going to make it easier for Trevor Lawrence to kind of get different defensive looks instead of getting a ton of guys in the box. And this team, they have all the weapons to be a scary good offense. It's just they need to put the pieces together. Yep. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. You want to talk about Titans at all? I didn't really see much. That I didn't see, see much, much from the Titans. Titans. 
Um, it, Levis is definitely a better option for them right now. Derrick Henry got in the mix, but yeah, there wasn't much to talk about. Titans, I think they're in a rebuild stage as well. They they got to get some other pieces together before they can start competing well, again. And I think that when you look at the three other teams in the division, have really good young quarterbacks that they can build around, and Tennessee has Will Levis. Mm-hmm. I think that they're excited to start building around him, but they're a little bit behind on yep. on the on the rebuild. So um, it's just going to be how how fast can they catch Will Levis up to Anthony Richardson, to C.J. Stroud, and to Trevor Lawrence? Because this could be a really fun division over the next five, ten years, if the, all those guys can step up and really be the franchise quarterbacks that they the organizations are hoping for them to be. Yeah, absolutely. All right, down a little bit further south in Florida, Miami Dolphins hosted the Las Vegas Raiders, and this was a 14-and-a-half point, point spread. And whether you got yeah. it at 14, 14-and-a-half, 14 the Dolphins did not cover. And this no. goes back to what I had talked about with um, double-digit point spreads are just really hard for these NFL teams to cover. I mean, Max Crosby was into his face all game, and just weird things happened. And so um, I thought this was kind of a game that Las Vegas showed we're not as bad as everyone thinks we are. We can actually compete. No. But I think that Miami showed that they weren't as good as everyone thinks that they are. So what yeah. did you what did you see here? Again, Miami's proven themselves to be just this team that has the wow factor of Tyree Kill and the speed, and it's like, we got to have some other pieces to be able to win some games and be able to win playoff games and a Super Bowl. Like, most teams that win the Super Bowl, yeah, you have the players that are flashy and can do things, but you have guys on that team that know their role, know their position, do what they need to do. And there's just guys on this team I think Miami has that they're just not about that. They're just about the show. They're about the touchdowns, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, Miami's not there yet. I think if they get some of those guys in there that are role guys, that'd be better positioning for them. Um, but, yeah, this Raiders team, great job. Like, I know they lost, but still, you covered a 14-and-a-half-point spread. Um, they were able to move the ball. Devontae Adams got into the end zone. Um, I can't remember if Josh Jacobs had a good day or not. I didn't really pay attention to him. But, yeah, this team seems a little bit better, at least under the – interim head coach right now, but yeah, great decision to be able to get Daniels out of that mix, get some like fresh, a breath of fresh air into that organization. Yeah. The Raiders are sitting at five and six. The Broncos, if they can take home a win tonight, will be um, tied record wise with the Raiders and tied for second in the division. And mm-hmm. like you said, I think that Miami has gotten away with being flashy and gotten away with speed, but I don't think that that's a way to compete in this league and go after no. a Super Bowl. You know, it's all funny yep. games when you're putting up 70 points against um, the Broncos when they're still trying to figure out their identity, but it's a whole different <laughs> thing when you roll into a game against Kansas City like it's going to be in the playoffs, and they did what they did in Berlin a few weeks ago. So, yep. Not Berlin, Frankfurt, but whatever. Anyhow, Germany. Yeah. It's in there. Germany. <laughs> so um, they definitely have a lot to figure out. I think Mike McDaniel is going to have his hands full, and he's going to have to get a lot more creative with how he game plans for some of these teams. And yep. 
I think that they need to stick with the run a little bit more. I think that they need to get Jalen Waddle involved a little bit more before Tyreek Hill goes out, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, we saw Jalen Waddle have a lot of success today, but it was after Tyreek Hill went out. And if you can get both guys going and they start bracketing Tyreek and you can just keep feeding Jalen Waddle or vice versa, that's when this team's going to see a lot of success. you got to play complementary football even on your offense. you got to yeah. be able to complement each other. So. Yep. All right. I don't want to spend too much time on this game because I'm going to get in trouble calling people names and saying <laughs> bad things. But Washington Commanders. Oh, man. It's like Dude, a bunch. I didn't watch this game at all. Like, this wasn't on the main screen for me, so I didn't even get to see any of the plays and stuff. But I just kept watching the score and I was like, man, what the heck is going on in this game? So, yeah, if you watch this, you probably got more than more to say about this game than I do, but wow, like Washington, what the heck? So Washington was the only team that I missed in my seven-team teaser that I put in today, and mm. all they had to do was win the game. They were eight and a half, or the line closed at seven and a half. They were seven and a half point favorite, mm. and all they had to do was win, and Washington, who's competed with the Eagles with really good teams down the stretch, has looked completely comatose against the New York Giants this year. They scored seven uh-huh. points in the first game against this Giants team, and they scored 19 today. Dang. And they've got That's all these pretty- offensive weapons, and I've got Brian Robinson on my fantasy team, so I wanted to see him do well. And I look up, and not only do I have Washington in some of my bets, but they're fumbling the ball, giving the ball to Chris Rodriguez. <laughs> Chris Rodriguez doesn't even belong on the practice squad. Oh, my gosh. I don't know what this Washington Commanders team was thinking today or what they were doing, but they should fire Ron Rivera tomorrow. This was an <laughs> awful performance. They played atrocious football down the stretch, and Sam Howell, I don't know what he's thinking, but he was just thrown into triple coverage, left and right. Have you ever watched yeah. football before? Have you ever played football <laughs> before in your life? This was the worst performance I've seen by a team that this isn't the worst football performance I've ever seen out of a team. I've seen much worse performances, but by a team that was favored by more than a touchdown, you have to be freaking kidding me. This was awful (laughs) football. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, mean, just based off the score, without me watching the game, like it had to have been just an awful game. So congratulations, New York. You get a win, but man, commanders, what the heck? I'll had three interceptions. Mm. The commanders had six turnovers. Six? Yeah, you, you, can't, you can't win, win any game if you got six turnovers. turnovers. Like, you just don't deserve to win. Unless the other team has ten, but, yeah. That ain't happening. Garbage football. Garbage football. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Yeah. They were terrible. Nope. They need to get the ball to their weapons. And they just, they just refuse. They want to get cute. Mm-hmm. They want to do stupid stuff. And, uh. Sam Howell just wants to take a sack every other play. Not good football. <laughs> All right. San Francisco hosted Tampa Bay. They were a 13.5 point favorite. They won by 13 points today. Um, so they did not cover the, the spread. And this was a game that I picked in our picks. I just think it's so hard to cover two touchdown spreads. And yeah, it's very hard. Tampa Bay just kind of squeaked it out. But. 
San Francisco looks scary good with Chase Young, with all of their offensive players healthy again, and they're going to be a hard team to beat down the stretch, man. Yeah, yeah. When they're firing on both sides of the ball, this is a very hard team to to defeat. So, yeah, CMC was in the end zone today. George Kittle was all over the place. Um, Brandon Ayuk was like literally catching every deep ball possible. So, this is a scary team offensively to cover all those weapons at once. But then at the same time, it's like you got Bosa and Chase coming at you. I would just fall into the ground immediately. I'd be like, nope, no part of that, no thanks. Broncos just recovered a fumble in at the Minnesota 34-yard line. So Broncos need to start hot. Let's go get a touchdown. Sorry, my ADHD is kicking in. I hear my dad screaming from downstairs. I'm not even watching the game yet. But um, let's get through these last few games really quick. Yeah. Yeah. My game, my pick of the week, my lock of the week, the New York Jets. I don't know what I was thinking, man. I was dead wrong. And I'll go back. I'll even say this about the San Francisco game. I picked Tampa Bay plus 11 and a half, and they did not cover the 11 and a half spread. Um, I got mm. it at 13 and a half, so I, I actually won money on it. But my initial pick, 11 and a half, I did not. I did not get that pick right. And I picked these New York Jets to cover a seven and a half point spread. They couldn't nope. even score seven and a half. <laughs> no. no. This was a bad, bad game for the Jets. Grant, if I ever say that I want to bet on Zach Wilson ever again, I want you to fly out to Florida and punch me straight in the face. Do you understand? Because that is I, one of the dumbest things I've ever done in my life is put my eggs into the basket led by Nathaniel Hackett, who's a complete moron, and Zach Wilson, who's utterly terrible at football. Yeah, yeah. He's great. Absolutely. Great with his mom's friends, but terrible at football. Anyway. Yeah, it was just a terrible game to watch on the Jets side. I mean, my pick for this was the under, and luckily that hit barely. But yeah, their defense tonight, too, just looked atrocious. Like, Jets' defense is historically a good defense, and it's like, you're letting interception, interception Josh Allen do some things to you right there in that game. So. Yeah. But apparently this was the Buffalo Bills Super Bowl because they wanted to have all the starters in until five minutes left to go in the game. So karma karma does not let these things go unpunished, and the Buffalo Bills will find themselves getting blown out by some really good teams down the stretch. So I'm not afraid for this t- Buffalo team to get beaten. Um, I will say this. I can't stand Tony Romo calling games. It's about as annoying as it gets. And I know I'm fired up right now, but man, it's really hard to watch him talk about how good Josh Allen is and how good this Bills offense is without um, Dorsey that they mm-hmm. fired this past week. When I literally just saw Josh Allen making all these dumb mistakes, and I know for a fact he's going to do it again in a few weeks. So get yeah. get it in now. You're all excited, Bills fans. Go jump on your tables, break your shoulders, act a fool. But come playoff time, yeah. you know who you are, Buffalo. Exactly, and I don't think like either offensive situation where they had Dorsey and without Dorsey is even better. So like, we saw a game where Stefan Diggs was not utilized at all in this game, and I know it's Sauce Gardner covering him majority of the time, but this is a great wide receiver in the NFL. Like, get your ball, get the ball to them. Like James Cook did phenomenal. Don Kincaid had some catches, but 
Stefan was just not on the map tonight. So whatever the new offensive scheme was, I don't think that's going to work either. You know, they got the ball to some other guys, but utilize your, your star players. Yeah. And I actually saw Gabe Davis down here at the Wizarding World of Harry Potter last week. He got a cloak of invisibility, and he's nowhere to be found on the field either. So this man, Gabe Davis, he should be making life easy for Josh Allen for Stefan Diggs. He should be gobbling up targets, especially when a guy yeah. like Sauce Gardner is covering Stefan Diggs. And Khalil Shakir is like, you know what? I guess I'll be the guy since Gabe Davis doesn't want to step up. So – Oh, this Bills yeah. offense is weird, and uh, I don't see a lot of good things coming for them. I think that their window is closing, and part of it is my bitterness that they covered the spread today, but part of it is that I've seen them play really bad football, and today they wanted to run up the score, and that doesn't bode well for football teams. I mean, no. a lot of times we'll see teams blow out teams and then just get rocked the next week, so... I'm interested to see yeah. what the Bills are going to do going forward because maybe maybe Glenn Dorsey was the problem, and maybe this offense is going to be a lot better without him. But at the end of the day, I don't think that that's what it was. I think that tonight was a one-off, and we're going to start seeing the the hot mess Buffalo Bills that we're used to this year. Yep. Then our last yeah. our last game of the afternoon before the Sunday night game is um, Seattle was playing the Rams and. Um, this was a mess of a game, just real weird. This game yeah, ended, messy. Yeah, this game ended seventeen to sixteen, and the Rams were down by at least a touchdown most of the game, and the Rams complete their season sweep of Seattle, which is kind of brutal for a Seattle team that's now six and four. That half of their losses came against this Rams team. That half of their wins have come against Seattle. Like. Mm-hmm. Man, you gotta you gotta figure out those things, and you gotta be able to play those teams in the division. You know. Yeah, yeah. Clearly, Clearly it's not, not Geno Smith. Smith. It's not, not obviously Drew Locke came in for a little bit. Yeah, Seattle, I think, should be in the hunt for a QB this next year. Um, you've got Weapon, you've got Metcalf, you've got Lockie, you've got JSN. JSN looked good today. Charbonnet is a phenomenal running back as well. If you can get both of those guys healthy and going at the same time, a one-two punch with them. So, so Gino is not the answer. Locke is definitely not the answer. Did you? They're in hunt. Did you end up seeing what Kenneth Walker's injury was? Is he going to be out for a while, or is, was that just? No, no it was, was kind of similar to the Christian McCaffrey injury earlier in the season, which is sort of bleak. Gotcha. Um, I think he just kind of tweaked his side a little bit, got pulled the wrong way, and kind of pulled down to the ground. So, so he will we'll steal we'll monitors injury, but it wasn't anything like major. Very good, very good. Well, and it was it was tough to see Seattle like really blow this. I mean, they even got the ball back with a minute and forty seconds left, and they went down the field and botched a kick in the final seconds. Mm-hmm. And Seattle has just kind of had a rough go the past few weeks. You know, they haven't looked like they've been playing super great football. They beat the Commanders two weeks ago, and they didn't really look great in that win either, you know? So, yeah. Seattle's got to figure it out down the stretch if they want to get a playoff spot, if they want to compete in the playoffs. 
And with offensive weapons like they have, they're like a quarterback short of being elite on offense, you know. And I don't want to talk bad about Geno Smith. I think Geno Smith has done a fine job. But like you said, I don't think he's going to be the one that takes him to the next level. And if you're okay with no. playing like Pete Carroll football and getting bounced in the wild card or divisional round every year, like fine, do that. But yeah. he's not going to. Especially with the defense that they have right now, he that quarterback is going to be hot. What elevates them in the games down the stretch, and he's just not doing it. No, yeah, rough, yeah, rough game overall for Seattle, but good job, good job Rams, being able to sweep them in your division. So good game. Yeah, overall, really good week of football. Um, really sad to see some of the injuries that took place. Um, really sad to see. Kenneth Walker come out of the game. Really sad to see Aaron Jones and who else am I missing? We had we had some other big injuries today. Uh, Cooper up in that Cooper game Cobb. as well, kind of got an ankle injury. So we'll see. I mean, that's just been so hard for that guy this year with the beginning injuries in the season and now this. So yeah, yeah. Other than that, I don't know if there's too many other major injuries today. Um, I did know in that Buffalo and New York game, another defensive guy kind of came off the field for Buffalo. So yeah, He was moving his hands him. as he was getting on the ambulance. They were moving the extremities. So I think that he's going to be okay, but definitely thoughts and prayers out to his family um, tonight. Yeah. Um, At least when I was watching that replay, I mean, he just took all of that hit on his shoulder. I think yeah. he, I think his collarbones broke probably it, broken. Probably just something like knock the wind out of him with a nerve to his head or something. Well, especially because so. he was standing like straight up. They showed the replay and he was standing yeah. straight up and I think that the adrenaline like slowly wore off and he was like, oh shoot, I think mm-hmm. that I broke my collarbone or something like that. So, yeah. An unfortunate injury for him but um, quick recovery and thoughts and prayers out to him but um, really, I thought it was a Pretty solid week of football other than the Washington Commanders. I hope you lose your franchise, Washington, and I hope that um, they relocate it to a place that's actually going to want to play real football and not joke around and be called the football team. So the Redskins, you've been a hot mess. The Commanders, you've been a hot mess for so many years now, and um, the last time that you had any respect for your franchise was when you had Joe Gibbs. So it's about time. Let's move on from this Washington football team. And ah, they infuriate me. Yeah. I'm off my soapbox. Right. Now. I'm off my soapbox now. <laughs> oh, that felt good to get yeah. it out. All right. Cool. Well, I am excited for Monday Night Football tomorrow. Um, let's take a few minutes and let's break down what we think of that game, and then we will head out and watch the rest of our Broncos game. Yeah. Alrighty, on deck for Monday night football, we have the Philadelphia Eagles going into Kansas City. It is going to be a raucous game. Super Bowl rematch. The spread is two and a half points. Go ahead. The spread is two and a half points. Kansas City is favored at home, and the over under in this matchup is going to be around 45 and a half. So the money is about even on the two teams, money line and the spread. And at the end of the day, I think whoever wins this game is going to cover the spread, but 
the over is getting 71% of the money, which is another one that I will toss to you and say, I don't think that Vegas builds a lot of casinos and a lot of big things by the public being right. So this is one that I might be looking at the under, looking at a defensive game. I think it might be hard for Kansas City to move the ball on this. Um, Philadelphia defensive line. I think that Jalen Carter and a lot of these defensive guys are going to get in the face of Mahomes. I kind of like Philly in this game. How are you feeling? Yeah, I'm with you on that one too, just based off that over-under initially. I don't know if I would take that over. I mean, these are two great defensive teams up front. Like, Chiefs have a great solid line too with Chris Jones, so We'll see if Jalen Hurts is able to get out of the pocket and run, if Swift's able to run. But I don't expect um, Pacheco to have a great game against this front against the Eagles. Um, but I would – I mean, I would love to see an offensive game shootout, but I don't think it's going to be that type of game. It's going to be a loud environment at uh, Arrowhead. Fans are going to be going crazy. I think there's going to be some times where Eagles kind of miss some calls just with how loud it is. And, and um, we might see a lot of three and outs in this game to to start where these teams are trying to figure each other out a little bit. So I didn't see a crazy stat too the other day, like Andy Reid, whether he's been with the Eagles or the Chiefs, has never lost to the other team. So he's beating the Eagles every time he's at the Chiefs. He's beating the Chiefs every time he's been at the Eagles. So we'll see if that streak continues for him. But yeah, I like Philly in this game. Philly's a great team. Um, I think at the end of the day, just their, their front and their Philadelphia, the brotherly shove, that, that's just elite, so it should, be, it should be a good game, but I don't know about that over. I'm interested to see how Philly wants to attack this game because this could be a game that they want to keep low scoring and say we're going to pound the ball, we're going to try to control the clock, not let Mahomes have the ball a lot because that's oh, what yeah. ended up killing them in the Super Bowl. But at the same time, this Chiefs defense is really good, and I think that they have a weak spot that you can attack with Devontae Smith. I think that they are going to really put an emphasis on on A.J. Brown, and I think that Devontae Smith is about to have a coming out party for the year, and I think that he's going to be a really vital part of this Eagles team down the stretch. You know, and so that mm-hmm. um, I think that the Eagles unfortunately have a lot more weapons available and a lot more guys that they're ready and willing to use than Kansas City, who They've spread the ball out a lot, but they haven't been able to trust Kadarius Tony or um, MVS or some of these guys down the stretch. They've pretty much been relying on Travis Kelsey and giving the ball to Isaiah Pacheco and giving the ball to Rashi Rice in open space a little bit, you know. So it'll be interesting because I think that the Chiefs are a lot more one-dimensional than people realize. And when defenses get in the face of Mahomes, it becomes a problem. So, anyway, this is a game that I am very, very excited for. I don't think I've been this excited for a Monday night football game in quite some time. And the last time I was actually this excited about a Monday night football game, it got canceled mid-game because the Cincinnati Bengals were playing the Buffalo Bills last year. But I'm excited for a really good game. Um, Like I said, I I do really like the Eagles in this matchup, and I like the under. Primetime unders have been pretty great this year they've been like 70 percent, and that doesn't mean it's always gonna happen but i kind of like yeah. it i kind of like it yeah, yeah. so I, I think i might take the under on this one yeah 
and I think it might be a fun fun under to root for because I think that these two defenses are going to want to show up and play good football. It's not going to be an under that we saw today in the Pittsburgh game where it's literally run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, punt, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, punt. You know, so yeah, yeah, it's going to be more of a game of like. I think Eagles are going to try to control the clock with their rush, but then they're going to have that deep pass to either Smith or Brown. We're going to have some of those plays in this game where it's just like, wow, that was a phenomenal play. But then they get down the field, and it's literally you get three plays, and they're already out. So, yeah, it should be a fun game. And just another food for thought. This year, in prime time, the Chiefs have lost by one point to the Lions at home. They barely mm. beat the Jets 23-20 to 20 on the road, right? They beat the Broncos 19-8 to 8 in um, a Thursday night football matchup, right? And they – I just feel like they haven't played super great football in prime time this year. This is the point that I'm trying to get at. You know, mm. yeah. I think that – they're a team that I don't know. I don't think the moment's too big for them because they've been in a lot of big moments. But when the lights come on, it's Sunday night. I think the adrenaline's pumped for both teams. Anything is going to happen. And so I don't think that the Chiefs can really rely on home field at this point. And I think that out of all the teams they've played in prime time, this is going to be the best one. So expect mm-hmm. this team to punch them in the mouth. And what's that Mike Tyson quote? Everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face. Exactly. The Chiefs yeah. got a plan tomorrow, but they're going to get punched in the face. So what are they going to do? What are they going to do when they get punched in the face? I guess we'll see. I don't think yeah, I don't think that they'll point. respond accordingly. But that wraps that, that kind of wraps up our Sunday recap episode, our Monday night look ahead. We're excited to do an episode Wednesday. Um, We'll either do it Tuesday or Wednesday and try to get it out before the Thursday games. And we're going to preview the Thanksgiving games, the Black Friday game, and we're going to talk about this Sunday night game and the Monday night game that are happening. So until next time, we will see you later. Um, It's such a pleasure being with you guys. If you like this podcast, please like, subscribe, share with your friends, tag us. we are on Instagram, so follow us on Instagram at Talking Sports RG, at Talking Sports RG, and go like and subscribe to us on YouTube. Share those videos as well; that helps us out a lot. Uh, we we love bringing this podcast, and we'd love to uh, build a community where we can talk sports and have a little fun doing it, and um, get some other people on here and get their takes. So. Comment on yep. our videos. Let us know. Let us know we were wrong. I got crushed on my lock of the week this week, so make fun of me on there. Um, Grant is you're four zero at this point, right? You just got I'm four zero. You just got your so lock of the night running right now, and doesn't look great so far. So no, it doesn't. So anyway, I will give you a hard time on Wednesday if you miss your lock, but <laughs> it's gonna be a lot of fun going forward. So yeah. Just interact with us on social media. We wanna we wanna build a community where we can talk sports and um, really really let this be a community that has a lot of fun doing it. And we can give hot takes, we can give picks, and and just have fun doing it. You know. So. Yep. All right. Until next time.
Cowboys suck. Cowboys suck. Cowboys suck. <laughs>